Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm coming to you live from the Dear Media Studios in West Hollywood. Good to be back with my producer, Michelle. What up, girlfriend? She's here. She's in the studio. That would have been so sad, though, if I was just like here hanging out with so many friends and then y'all realize I was just alone. Y'all, it's a beautiful day in Los Angeles. I have a lot to bitch about in the sense that it's been a wild morning. Okay, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what happened to friggin' me today. I wake up at like 3 a.m. to all of these text messages and phone calls because some fucking asshat, which is my new phrase. I don't know why, but I'm very into this phrase. Posted my phone number on all my Instagrams saying, call Heather. Now, here's the deal. I love chit-chatting with everybody, but really and truly it comes down to this. I have had the same phone number since I got a phone when I was 15 and got my fucking learning permit. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to change my phone number. I, it's it's the point of the fact. Yes, it feels a bit violating. Please don't call me, okay? My mom already calls me 65 times a day and it's enough. But literally, this guy whose Instagram name was like Enzo the Pug, first of all, used to like pugs, fucking hate him now, okay? Now that I've had to report this guy's Instagram handle, I just don't want to change my number. Jeff's like, babe, too many people know your number now. You're going to have to change it. It's just like, it feels like a violation of your privacy, So I woke up to like 60 people texting me and calling me. Some guy sent me a photo of his blood pressure machine and said, Heather, what do I do? My blood pressure seems high. I'm like, sir, call 911. Like, don't, you know, don't send me a photo of your rash and then be like, is this psoriasis? I'm going to tell you it is. Okay. Point blank period. So that's my fucking day. Then I get on, okay, then I see a number calling me and I'm avoiding all these numbers because random people are calling me all morning. I'm like, all right, all right. Uh, I'm going to answer this though. For some reason, my gut told me to answer this. So it's an Atlanta number. It's this doctor that I've been trying to get in to get this surgery done because you know I have an ovarian cyst. If you listen to my episode, Ovaries on a Plane, the best episode ever. I've been trying to get this surgery. So it's like, fuck it. I'm just going to answer this number, see who it is. So this doctor didn't even give me like a, what's good? How you been? How was Asia? Gucci gang, what'd you buy? Do you have a parasite? Nothing. When I went into this doctor's appointment two weeks ago, I basically went to say, hey, I've got an ovarian cyst situation. I'd like to schedule surgery. Well, they can't get me into like June, so this isn't going to work. He then sat me down and was like, when do you want to have kids? And I said, you know, I'd probably like to have kids and 
two to three years, right? I, career's popping off. Things are happening. I want to get through my wedding. So when I had this original conversation with him, he mentioned that I should freeze my eggs. He said that even if you want to have kids in a couple of years, you know, having kids with 32-year-old eggs as opposed to having kids with 36-year-old eggs is, is better. So I said, okay, whatever. We had a brief conversation. You know, I guess when you sign up with a new guy, now they have to ask you, I don't know, what, are you fertile or not? Who the fuck knows? So then this guy calls me. He's like, Heather, uh, let's just call him Dr. Brown. Dr. Brown got your test results back. Egg count dangerously low. <laughs> I can't even say this without laughing. D- like, dangerously low. Um, you're up about 0.3. I need you to 1.5 to conceive. So here's the deal. If you want to have kids, let's check it in about six months. And if after that, uh, after six months of trying, you can't get pregnant, we're going to have to send you to a specialist. I'm like, wait, hold on. One, good morning. Two, what results? Three, I didn't know you ever checked my egg count. Four, I'm not trying to get pregnant right now. Like the whole conversation was so jarring. He's like, ooh, and then let's take a look at your thyroid. Numbers came back normal, but you're heavy set. So we know that that's got to be a uh, a mess up in the charts. <laughs> Just like, what the fuck? I said, so, okay, let me get this straight. All right, it's 6 a.m. LA time and you're throwing a lot at me. I've got low egg count. My thyroid came back normal, but you don't believe it. And you think I need to try and get pregnant in the next six months? I'm confused. Were you not awake when we had our initial consultation, sir? So fucking confused. So I basically, my morning consisted of, you know, a bunch of fucking randoms sending me messages. Although some of y'all got creative with it. And here's the thing. I want to chit chat with people. You know, celebrities are doing this thing now where they're like, hey, I want to feel like close to the community. Text me. I'm going to do one of those. I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm going to figure it out because I'd rather just have another number where I can just chit chat with my babies. You know what I'm saying? Like I like to, you know, I like to chit chat. Although I personally, I've said this before, I'm more of a phone call kind of gal. So maybe I don't know what this app is that these celebs are using, but maybe it could be a thing where we can just chit chat. You know, I can just call some of y'all, random Tuesday, you know, I don't know, call Mark, see how his job at Bank of America is going. You know, maybe he's stressed. Maybe he's on his lunch break. Maybe he wants to chit chat about the housewives. I don't know. That's what I'm into. But I just feel like having, I don't know what the what the point of this random asshole just posting my number everywhere was. And guys, I'm nobody. I'm no fucking buddy. Post like Paris Hilton's number. Don't people want to like chit chat with her about, I don't know, shoes? That was, I hated that. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, you, you're better than that, Heather. But um, you know what though? Paris Hilton wears a size 11 shoe and I do too. And I remember like years ago when it came out in an interview that she wears like size 11 Louboutins. I was like, oh my God, what if I like send her kind of like a Make-A-Wish foundation letter? Like, dear diary, <laughs> Dear Paris, I have enormous fucking feet and I'm poor. Can you send me all of your old Louis Vuittons that you've worn once on the red carpet? I will take them. She did not respond to my letter, um, which still a little bitter about. But in the meantime, just, you know, you know what pisses me off? That this, this guy who has six, I'm going to guess it's a guy. Because I just feel like a woman would be like, you know what? Heather's got enough on her plate. 
But this guy has every single time I've like blocked this person who keeps posting, call Heather. Y'all don't call me. I love you, but I'm busy. Every single new account that he opens, it's a new pug in his photo. I used to like pugs. I always thought pugs looked like old Vietnamese men for some reason in the face. Like there's something tender about them. You know what I mean? They got curly tails. They're brachycephalic dogs, much like French bulldogs. But now pugs are ruined for me. So Enzo the pug, you might be a cute dog, but your owner's a fucking asshole. Okay, and that's it. Facts are facts. Anyways, that's what I'm up to. Okay, y'all, I got to tell you exactly what happened. I have to throw Jeff under the bus for a hot second. So Jeff wanted to surprise me. It's like an eightfold story. It's our 10-year anniversary, and Jeff wanted to surprise me with um, us getting married. We have to legally get married in the States before we get married in Italy. We're getting married in Italy in the fall, but regardless, it, that's kind of like a, it, you know, it's like a ritual ceremony. It's not actually uh, a legal ceremony because in order to get married in a different country, it's actually a shit show to do. So we were like, all right, what's a special date for us? We're going to try and get married on our 10-year anniversary at the courthouse. Do it cute. So Jeff comes in town yesterday and he, okay, first of all, we sit at John and Vinny's, shout out to John and Vinny's, they're fantastic. We're sitting there having pizza, doing our thing. And Jeff throws out this Cartier bag. And literally, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it's our 10 year. He just got me something really fucking nice. Now, if you know Cartier jewelry, which I have never in my entire life been able to afford, it's been on the vision board, like I'm not in this place. But Jeff has this like very old, he bought himself a watch, whatever, when he graduated, da, 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 whatever. Anyways, I'm not going to justify. If you want to buy fucking nice jewelry, live your truth. So he hands me this bag and it's, it looks like a bracelet bag. And so I open it. And I'm like, oh my God. He's like, here, I got a surprise for you. I've been carrying this around forever. Said the word surprise. So surprise would be something that you don't know. Okay. I'm pretty sure by definition, surprises, hey, this is new information. I open up the bag, it's my engagement ring in it. Immediately, my heart drops down to my colon and I'm like, oh, well, maybe then I keep looking in the back, like maybe there's a band, you know what I mean? I'm like, maybe he already bought the wedding band. And I said, it's my ring. And he goes, yeah, I know you weren't wearing it when you were in Asia, you left it back at the apartment because, you know, I didn't want to travel abroad with it. So I wanted you to wear it because, you know, you've been acting like a hussy without it, like made a joke. In my mind, I went, (laughs) you bastard. You know, I had that moment where I was actually disappointed. I thought I was getting a gift. So then this fucker tells me, he's like, you say I'm never uh, spontaneous. Uh, How about we get married tomorrow? And I said, great, let's get married tomorrow. That's fantastic. We knew we were going to just like, quote unquote, like do the legal ceremony, elope, do something cute for us. He's like, so tomorrow we're going to go to Santa Barbara. And I'm like, Jeff, Santa Barbara is like two hours away. He's like, we can take the train up there. I'm like, I've got meetings all morning. I don't know who you, like, did you not check the sketch? I told you what was going on. He's like, no, no, no. Santa Barbara's like down the street. He thought it was Santa Monica. (laughs) He thought Santa Monica and Santa Barbara were the same place. Now, riddle me this. We've been to Santa Barbara multiple times. I don't know if like the lights aren't on upstairs, if he just played too much golf this weekend and just broed out so fucking hard that his fucking golf sock tan is making him dumber. But I said, okay, well, honey, that's, so Santa Monica and and Santa Barbara, about two hours away. So let's go ahead and, and, you know, that's fine. We can go to Santa Monica, um, but 
you know, let's do some light Googling. So he gets on the Googler. This is after I thought I was getting a gift. I didn't get the gift. Now he's doing light Googling. He's like, shit, okay, well, Santa Monica and Beverly Hills, uh, you got to get the certificate one day, you know, the license one day, and then the following day you can go get married. But it's good for 90 days. And I'm like, Jeff, we're leaving early on Wednesday. I'm not getting up at 7 a.m. to marry your ass in Beverly Hills and then sit in fucking traffic to LAX. Did not say this out loud. Buried it deep down into my titties. And so I'm just smiling and nodding like, okay. And so I don't know. We might be getting married this afternoon. I'm going to see if we can pull some strings. And then Michelle, my producer, made a good point. She said, Heather, I guarantee there's a list. Like, you got to know somebody to know somebody to get on a list, to get married in Santa Monica or Beverly Hills. You know, it's like trying to get into fucking Tao or Catch. Or I don't know where the fucking cool kids go, you know? Where do they go? The nice guy? So what my point is, is I feel like Jeff, this is what men do. Straight men always do this. They're like, I plan a surprise. I got it. But then they do half-ass work, you know? And trust me, Jeff is so romantic. He's so great. He's so thoughtful. But I'm like, you didn't, you want to plan this whole surprise, but you didn't do the research. Like, I <laughs> He's had a lot of time. I've been in Asia for two and a half weeks. He could have at any point been just sitting on our nice linen couch in our apartment in New York, just farting. He could have just Googled, done a light Google. What's the protocol to get married in a day in Los Angeles? And he throws his information at me at 4.45 on a Monday. So I'm like, we can't even get to the courthouse now to get the certificate. All I know is right now I'm wearing an oversized fucking white button down. I look like Ina Garden if she was in the future. I This could hide nine months of pregnancy, but in reality, children may be a challenge thanks to Dr. Brown's phone call this morning. It's my anniversary. I cannot get married legally today because Jeff didn't do the research. <laughs> oh my God. I'm fucking lit right now. And I'm sorry, but I need y'all to know that in my life, when shit's stirring up, it's like, Jeff, I just need you to follow through with a Google search, you know? And then I said, honey, so, okay. So yesterday I'm on fucking Asia time. So we fall asleep, right? We take a nap. And I said, Jeff, set an alarm. We can take a nap for one hour. Then we got to get up, shower, go to dinner. This fucker didn't set an alarm. Of course, he and I could nap. I'm like a polar bear, okay? I curl into a little glacier and I'm sleeping for four fucking weeks. We wake up, it's 1030 at night. I said, great, now I'm really fucked. Now I'm going to be up till 2 a.m. He's like, babe, go back to bed. I'm like, Jeff, I can't sleep from 5 p.m. to then, like, I'm going to wake up at 2 a.m. fucking starving. That's how my body works. So I go upstairs. I have two margaritas at the top of the hotel. I come back down. Jeff's still snoozing. And I wake his ass up and I say, babe, I got to look you dead in the eyes. I can't hold it any longer. You got me today at lunch. You got me. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, when you threw that jewelry bag at me, I thought, this is it. This is the moment. I'm getting a gift. And he, his little face, though, it was kind of precious. He's like, oh, no, I was just giving you your ring box. <laughs> and I was like, honey, but you realize you gave it to me in a, a real red, shiny Cartier bag that looked like it was in the shape of a bracelet. He's like, oh, no, babe, that was my old watch bag. Shit, now that I'm realizing how that came off, I can see your frustration. Now, any man in their right mind would at that moment go, you know what, babe, you deserve it. Tomorrow, 
let's go get you that gift. But instead, he said, hey, will you call room service and order me a turkey club? And I almost punched him in the dick. I was like, this is it. You're getting up. But I, I, you know, I can't punch him in the dick because at this point, I need all the swimmers because I got one good egg of fucking apparently, thanks to Dr. Brown. So I'm in a catch-22 right now. Also, side note, y'all know I love room service. Nothing makes me happier than going somewhere fancy, putting on a robe, and paying like $78 for a club sandwich. It is wasteful. It is stupid. It is a monopoly. I understand why hotels do it. But when you're in a good hotel that has like good room service, that is literally like my absolutely yes is that. So, of course, I'm like, oh, now you're on board. Now you're on board for, oh, je ne sais quoi, a $75 turkey sandwich? When Jeff's always like, that's so wasteful, Heather, that's ridiculous. You can get the same sandwich at a diner downstairs, okay? Also, I don't know why earlier I did his voice as like Bill and the Surfer, and now he's back to Italian. It's because he woke up. I don't fucking know. So this guy's just, I'm watching him. I'm seething. I'm watching him at 1 a.m. eat this turkey sandwich that he always bitches at me about forgetting. I'm like, if this fucker doesn't show up with some piece of jewelry, a faux fur, a French bulldog with one leg, with a bow around its neck that says, I love you, thanks for putting up with my ass for 10 years, I can't even punch him in the dick. And that's what's the saddest part. I'm not promoting violence against your spouse. I'm just saying it's nice sometimes just give a nice tap to the nuts to remind your partner what's good. (laughs) This is so fucked up. Again, ladies, if you're listening, gentlemen, if you're listening, do not hit your partner in the genitalia unless they enjoy that. Can I be honest with you? I don't know if I've said this before, but you know the song, Beat the Pussy Up, Beat the Pussy Up. I don't understand that. At no point do I want anyone to beat my pussy up. What, are you just speed bagging my crotch? No, lightly caress it. Until something happens. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. Beat the pussy up. Beat the pussy up. Like, you're just going to karate kick my crotch? Absolutely not. All right, my little babies. You know, I am trying to get that good face for that good wedding. Well, we hope it's going to be a good wedding. It's going to be a great wedding. But in the meantime, I feel beat and weathered. Good thing I found Biosance. Biosance is one of my absolute favorite products. I use their lactic acid serum at night and it's changed the game. Here's the deal. It's 10% vegan lactic acid, which rapidly resurfaces to reveal smoother, softer, luminous skin overnight. What you got to do is, I've said it before, slough off the dead skin, just like you got to slough off the haters. You got to get rid of it so that you can have that baby skin underneath. The cool thing is it has clover in it, which reverses the day's dose of UV rays, blue light, and pollution to reset, renew skin. Who knew you needed clover in your life? Well, baby, Biosense put clover in the lactic acid serum, and, and that's what you need. You got to get it. Also, it has squalene, which locks in long-lasting moisture. I found out about squalene a while ago. Squalene, squalene, I don't know what the hell we're calling it, but I know it is the most hydrating. It's like the mother's milk of, of skincare. It literally penetrates your skin and makes it so soft and so hydrated. And for me, it doesn't break me out, which is a big, big 
moment. Also, it's got soothing lavender in it, which y'all know. You put a couple drops of lavender on your pillow, you'll sleep like a baby. Put some lavender on your face, and honey, you are literally going to be glowing and have that smooth, relaxed skin. I am so obsessed with the Biosun's products. They're squalene and lactic acid resurfacing night serum. So for my listeners, just go to biosense.com and type in the code absolutely not 20. That's absolutely not two zero for 20% off your order. Again, that's biosense.com. Absolutely not 20. Biosense, check them out, baby. Now back to the podcast. Hi guys, my name is Sarah Nicole and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays, subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds Papaya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I know we're going to get back to the voicemails. I know you've missed them. I've missed them. So we're going to get into the voicemails right now. And I want to hear what's been going on with y'all. I've been absentee. I've been on the road. So let's hear from y'all. Hey, Heather, this is Emma from Memphis, Tennessee. And I have an absolutely not for you today. Yes. Me and my girlfriend are spending our Friday night eating pizza, drinking wine, watching a movie. And I go to pick up the pizza on the way to her house, walking out of the pizza place, just excited to have a drink with my girlfriend. And I look and there's the car next to me. It's running on the driver's side. And I walk up, getting into my car, look over. And what do I see? I see two 16-year-olds. This boy's in the driver's seat. We make eye contact. And his girlfriend, his girl in the seat, giving him a blowjob. <laughs> I've never been so disgusted in my life. And I think I was more embarrassed than he was. So absolutely not. Just 16-year-olds hooking up in well-lit parking lots at 6 p.m. on a Friday night. <laughs> Emma, oh my God. Absolutely not to teen pregnancy. Okay, this is so funny. First of all, Shout out to myself, because when I looked at this, I saw that 901 area code, and I said, my girl's from Memphis, and sure enough, you confirmed it. A shout out to Memphis. Love that city. Listen, I I tell you what, once you get to a certain age, like, I, my, for me, it was like 25. If I saw anybody under that looked under the age of 24 and a half, I'd be like, you're a child. Does your mother know where you are? First of all, let's break down this whole situation. I love you. You went, you didn't even order delivery. You're like, no, we're going to go to that artisanal pizza shop. You know what I mean? We're going to go to the Napoleano, the Napoli place. Like You literally were like, we're going to go, me and my girl, I'm going to guess her name's like Madison. Me and my girl Madison are having a pizza night. Fuck yeah. We've got our wine. We got our Boda Box, boxed wine. We're ready to go. But see, you splurged and you got that expensive pizza. And then I just love like everything about how you broke this down. You're like, the car is running. Like you automatically got an old Memphis voice. Let me tell you what, Heather, the car was running. And I look over and there is a boy. And when they got contact and he looks me dead in my eyes and his girlfriend's getting him a blowjob in broad daylight. It is dusk. <laughs> I feel, I feel you. Also, can I be honest with you? Like, I, well, how old was I when I gave my first blowjob? I think I was like 17 or 18. No. 
I don't know. Honestly, I can't remember. I was given hand jobs like, you know, they were going out of style. Let me tell you what, I had two at one going. You know, I'd be at a party just, what up, Chad and Dylan? Let's roll. And because it wasn't weird. Hand jobs were just like everyone was trying to figure out their body. But a BJ, a BJ in broad daylight? Savage. Please tell me you followed that. Please, I would have done something like knocked on the window, like t- taking a photo. I am calling your mother. She's in my bunko group and I'm going to let her know. Absolutely not. And But you know that like you went home with your artisanal pizza and your box of wine and you sat on your couch with your girlfriend, Madison. You're like, Madison, we never did that shit when we were growing up. And then Madison kindly reminded you, hey girl, do you remember <laughs> when you gave Tommy a blowjob in the eighth grade, you little hussy? And you're like, God damn it, you're right. I need to cut them some slack, but absolutely not to teen pregnancy. It's not worth it. But maybe, actually, in all fairness to the girl, maybe she thats she was avoiding it by, you know, giving him a BJ. I don't know. Kids are bold these days. Listen, I've said this before. You get on the TikToks. Have you seen what these kids are doing? What, what really irks me is there's this group of, and I sound like a pedophile just even saying this. There's a group of these young guys. They're probably like 15 or 16. They all have tongue rings and they're famous TikTokers. I couldn't tell you the names off the top of my head, but they always pop up and people will send it to me. And it's like these guys are like long shaggy hair and they do these really over-sexualized TikToks where they like, you know when you bite, like if somebody has a tongue ring and they like bite their tongue ring to be like, oh yeah, look at my tongue ring. These guys do these dances to like genuine songs like, yeah, honey, let's do it. And they're grinding. And I remember the first time somebody sent it to me and they just said, like, where are their parents? And I was so freaked the fuck out. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is what dudes are doing? Like sexy striptease. They all think they're a magic mic. These kids were probably 15. I was like, delete this. I feel, even though they're clothed, I feel like the authorities are going to show up at my fucking house with Chris Hansen and be like, you weren't supposed to see that. But then, my girlfriend who's got an older kid said, this is what they're doing these days. It's fucking weird. Well, I've got one egg left. I might not be having kids. Honestly, I think I need to adopt a 22-year-old. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to adopt a grown-ass kid. Oh, you're in your 20s? You just want to go to college, live your best life? Come on over to mom and dad's house. I'm, You know, I don't know. You know, I was talking with Michelle, my producer, and I said, At this point, probably adoption's majorly on the table. But I said, no matter where I adopt a child from, because I would love to adopt, they will have a thick Italian name, okay? Like if I get a kid from, you know, say wherever God wants me to get a child from, say the opportunities in like Ethiopia, I will have an Ethiopian child with a name like Giovanni, you know what I'm saying? Or like maybe a a sweet Russian daughter, and I name her like Angelica, like... (laughs) It'll be an Italian name, even though I'm going to have such a multicultural, diverse, adopted family like Madonna, but every single one of my kids is going to be named Michelangelo. And that's facts. Those are facts. So I don't know how we went from teens getting blowjobs to your pizza party. You know what? Thank you for that call. Live your life. Absolutely not. If you've got a young teen, go check their internet browser history and make sure they're not being fucking creeps. And also have a tracker on their car. And also, apparently mom's, Hang outside pizza parlors because that's where these kids are getting freaky. Michelle, are you on the mic? I'm on the mic. Honestly, you sound ready for parenthood. I don't. (laughs) Tracker on the car. Oh, fuck. Monitor their shit. I will monitor all of the shit. And now let's get to the next voicemail. Okay, next one. Heather, Heather, Heather. (laughs) It's your girl, Abby, from 
Val, Dr. George, yes. just kidding, Columbus, but we're close. <laughs> um, I have an app. Absolutely. Yes, dog. Don't ever stop. Yes. And that is to you. And I mean, most recently, Chris Kettner mm-hmm. talking about bowel movement. You know what? <laughs> we need to normalize this because I was sitting in traffic today going, oh, my God, I think I'm going to have diarrhea. And, you know, the most calming thing came over me. And it was like you and Chris Kettner, my head tell me it's OK. You just had a little bit too much cold brew. <laughs> Let it out and move along. So I want to say absolutely yes. Don't ever stop. Don't ever let the fame tell you that you can't talk Mm-mm. about colon mm-hmm. and poop and <laughs> diarrhea. All right? Love and light. Yes, that's so good. Abby, oh my God. First of all, your little jingle jangle jam that you had at the top of this, fucking here for it. Also love that you're like, from Valdosta. Just kidding, Columbus. <laughs> Like, zinger. Wow, Abby, this made my day. Absolutely, yes. To us all being adults and realizing we've all shit our pants in the last five years. You know, I was actually thinking about this the other day because, I mean, I don't really talk about too much about, like, bathroom humor or whatever, but it is very refreshing. I remember when I had that one day when I, like, think I was, like, hit 29. No, fuck that, like, 27. And I looked at somebody who was a boy, a straight man, and I made a joke about, like, shitting my pants. And it was that first moment in my life where I was like, oh, my God, I'm an adult now. I'm not scared about talking about poopies in front of straight boys. You know what I'm saying? Like I had that moment where I was like, I just officially stepped over the boundary. I crossed the line and made like like a fart joke. And this guy and I are on the same page. You know, when you're in college, you're like, nobody poops. You know, nothing happens. And then you just, I think once you get out of college, you become an actual whole person. Because even when you're in college, you're still trying to like be cool. And then once you get out and you're like waiting tables at a Chili's somewhere in like Idaho, you're like, fuck it up. This is what's good. Had diarrhea today. What's up? You guys want your two for two Tuesday? (laughs) I don't know why you'd be telling the people you're waiting on at Chili's about your situation. But anyways, I, I agree. You know what? Well, we got to be open and honest about it. The only problem is with Chris, and I love him. He's my dear friend. But he's started to tell too many people about his colon to the point where I'm getting DMs from like proctologists being like, Chris has got to come into my office. He's shitting way too much. Like you want to be regular, but there's a point where now people are concerned for me. So if you're listening to this, just go ahead and ask him what's good. I had a colonoscopy at 21, was having some issues. As they wheeled me into the hospital room that day, the nurse looked at me and she goes, sweetheart, you're our youngest patient of the day. Without skipping a beat, I looked at her and I go, hey, toots, it's because I'm having a shitty day. (laughs) And we both had a laugh. And then I passed the fuck out and I woke up with the farts. Side note, if you go for a colonoscopy, it's the wildest thing. Even if you haven't had one done, I'm sure you're at the age now where your parents are having it done and you have to like go pick them up from the hospital. Piedmont, which is a really big hospital in Atlanta, the guy who does all the colonoscopies, this is such a side note, he's like the hottest doctor. I can't remember his name, but literally all of my girlfriend's moms have the hots for this doctor. And he's he they all go to the same practice. But after you get a colonoscopy, because they blow air into your tummy, you have to literally pass gas before you can leave the hospital. So everybody, like their recovery room, even though obviously the room that they put the camera up your butt, is completely private. There's just like a recovery room that's just one large room separated by curtains and everyone's in there picking up their relatives. And it's just 
people in their 60s ripping ass. It's the funniest, most humbling, most we're all human. Let's giggle about this. And everyone's like groggy. Like when I went to pick up my mom, my mom's like coming out of it and she's looking at the doctor and she literally with a cotton mouth, like she couldn't even get the words out because her mouth was so dry. She's like, Dr. Anderson, you're so good looking. And then just like rip. And I'm just, he and I start laughing so hard. I said, dude, how do you do this job? Also, you got to be a little bit of a freak if you decide in medical school to become a gastroenterologist. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you want to be a gynecologist and a gastroenterologist, you got a little bit of freakiness in you. So actually, shout out to the hot doctor at Piedmont who's looking up people's butts. Because you know what? He cute. And also, I highly recommend just to have the most humbling, funny human experience if your parents or any any of your loved ones say, hey, I got a colonoscopy tomorrow. Can you be my ride home? Fucking jump on that opportunity because you will giggle like you are back in the second grade. The second grade. You know, don't be ashamed. But you know what I don't want you to do? Don't ask me about my probiotic regimen. My gut flora is none of your fucking business, okay? I'll let you know when I'm having hot fire diarrhea. Unfortunately, I did not get the parasite from Asia that I thought I was going to get. The food was great and maybe had a little bit of an upset tummy one night, and it's because I had 16 things of pad thai that day. And that was on me. So um, don't be ashamed. Thank you for that call, Abby. Love and light. Shout out to Columbus, Georgia. Now let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. My name is Chelsea. I'm from Boise, Idaho. Absolutely love your show. It's fantastic. I have an absolutely not for you. I really hate it when I'm going on vacation and I post about it and a friend says, oh my God, I'm so jealous. Like, mm, that feels a little past progressive. It doesn't feel like you're actually happy for me. It feels like this is more about you. Oh. Love, to get your love you. Bye. Okay, Chelsea, you are triggered. First of all, this is a fucking dipsy doozy of a voicemail. Absolutely not to you feeling like you're being slighted by your friend. Okay, but we got to really break this down. Chelsea, this this voicemail, I get like honestly hundreds of voicemails. This made me laugh so hard because to me, like you started this off like, hi, it is Chelsea. I know for a fact you're driving a Jetta. I have a Jetta. I know you're cruising in your white Jetta with gray interior. You're like, this is Chelsea, and I just feel like you feel like whenever you post about a vacation, your friend is being passive-aggressive. You didn't say friends. I think you said singular, friend. What's going on between you and Mackenzie? What happened? I feel like we need to get to the root of the problem. She's pissed. She clearly is pissed. This isn't just like, yeah, I have people who are like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. But I genuinely know that they're just like, have a great time. Like I've never thought if a friend told me, oh my God, you're going on a trip that they want me to like fall off the cruise ship. You know what I'm saying? But clearly there is something fucking going on in your junior league society right now between you and McKenzie. I'm giving her the name McKenzie because I feel like Chelsea and McKenzie sound like two BFFs. But clearly your friend is not in a good place right now and she is sending you bad vibes. Also, what happened in Panama City Beach? Something happened. You're not talking about it. So I think what you need to do, absolutely not to this friendship dissolving. I have created this narrative in my mind that that's the root of the fucking problem. I think you need to get a mediator Sit down and have a conversation about what really happened that spring break two years ago in Panama City Beach. 
Because clearly you've been jet-setting since, and maybe that was Mackenzie's last vacation. Maybe it's because she got knocked up by a guy named Raz, R-A-Z-Z. You know, you told her she was down at Club La Vila at the phone party in Panama City. You said, hey, girl, this is not a good idea. Do not go home with him. She went home with him, got pregnant, and now hasn't been able to go on a vacation because she's carrying, she's got to look at Raz's kid every day. Wow, everything goes back to having a baby. (laughs) I'm triggered. I didn't even necessarily want a kid this week, but now that I've been told that it might not be a possibility, I'm like, let's fucking go. All I'm saying is, Chelsea, I hear you, but I never really thought that when, I, when I'm when i jet-setting, people are like, are, is anybody actually really jealous? I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. For the longest time, I sat at my mom's house, had no fucking money in the bank, and I stared at her and said, Mom, I got to get out. You know what I mean? I I put in my time. I will say sometimes people send me messages like, wow, you're traveling or wow, are you ever home? And I'm like, no, I'm not. This is my business. This is my job. Somebody sent me a message like, wow, didn't you just go on a vacation? And I said, yeah. And I also worked, I think at one point last year, I worked 52 days in a row. If I want to go on two fucking vacations, I will. But if also... Also, my trip to Asia was a little bit of research and development, and I've said this, but also, tell, fuck it. You know what? No, scratch that. If you think Mackenzie's being passive-aggressive, tell her she needs to get her shit together and quit hating. You can't take back what happened in Panama City Beach, but you know what? You can keep rolling. Girl, go to Cabo. Live your best life. Fuck them all. Next voicemail. Turned real quick there. Wow, it's got aggressive. <laughs> all right, Heather. It's your girl, Abby. Right, no Abby. hate, no shade. Is this Abby again? Your yeah. Your little friend, I think her name is Michelle, that's in charge of the voice. Oh! <laughs> what? Here we go. All right, Heather. What the it's hell? It's your girl, Abby. No hate, no shade. Uh, to your little friend, I think her name is Michelle, that's in charge of the voice. Little friend. <laughs> but I think we've evolved from her little uh, monotone voice. Oh! You've reached the absolutely not. I have thoughts, Abby. Leave a message. Like, can we get some flavor on there? Can Chris Kettner maybe come on and drop a beat? Oh, wow. We're doing this one. Tell you my absolutely fucking Wow. All right. (laughs) Love ya. Okay, so I just got fired by Abby. Wait, first of all, this is the same Abby who called us at talking about her diarrhea. This is the same number. I respect that she's like a frequent (laughs) caller. That's beautiful to me. Okay, Abby, I want you to know I'm with my producer, Michelle. Michelle, say what's up. What's up? We got your voicemail that you're pissed about Michelle's voice on the recording, and she has something she wants to say. First of all, my feelings are slightly hurt. (laughs) Second of all, I'm actually Heather's producer, but I like the term little friend better, (laughs) and I think I'm going to move that onto my business cards to replace producer. So thank you for the tip. And three, I will work on it. Abby, we want you to know we're listening. I will beat Michelle within an inch of her life later. So thank you for letting me know that my team's not running a tight ship. Abby, this was so great. Also, little friend. That is also so fucking condescending. (laughs) I don't Abby was clearly fucked up. Can we call her? Let's call her. All right, let's call her. Let's fucking call her. Hello? Oh my God, is this Heather McMahon? Oh my God, is this? I'm going to shit my pants. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. Abby, I have to let you know this is Michelle, Heather's little friend. I have to let you know that you are being recorded. Is that okay? Oh my God. Is that okay? We're recording you. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. But I do want to let you know, honestly, I'm really embarrassed. 
<laughs> I call you every time I call the hotline is when it's like before I've had my coffee in the morning. So I'm never drunk when I call. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like pissed. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Well, Abby, the phone call came in at one o'clock in the afternoon. So are oh you, are you sleeping? Cause we can't timestamp everything. Are you sleeping to like, I don't know, like 1145? What's your, what do you do for work? What's your game plan? No, girl, I'm a teacher. I don't know why it dropped at one. It must, but you know, I will tell you this. I got a voicemail from my dead grandma in the middle of the afternoon. So it must just be a blessing that you needed to hear. Oh my God. (laughs) I love you. So you're from Columbus. Well, my husband's in the army. I was in El Paso and we just moved to Columbus. Oh my gosh. I hear El Paso is a good little town. Oh, hell no. Oh, both rotten. Abby, you are fiery. When's your birthday? Yeah, you know, I just, I got to deal with the cards that I'm dealt. So. No, I, I hear you, but when's your birthday? What, what's your star sign? Oh, I'm a Pisces. Bitch, I expected full Aries out of you. When's your birthday? What what's, what date? March, March 9th. I don't know. I don't really follow that shit. Girl, I'm the 15th. I'm a Pisces through and through. But I got to say, we laughed so hard. We put both of your voicemails on um, the, the episode next week. It's just so funny. And Michelle was like, we are calling this bitch back. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Michelle, that I called you her little friend. I really, I don't even remember. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. I actually kind of liked it. I was like, that's cute. I like it. I thought it was I'm her, her friend. I thought it was horrifically like, condescending. <laughs> well, you are such a good sport. We love it. I'm glad to know that you're a teacher. You're changing children's lives, but I just want to make sure you weren't like drinking and driving because you like the first. No. Okay. Okay. The first voicemail was sassy, but then I was like, this bitch has got a chip on her shoulder. We got to talk to her. <laughs> I love it. No, but I appreciate you calling just to check in on my well-being. Girl, it's a wellness update. It's a wellness update. And good to know Abby in Columbus is well. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you for calling. Love and light. And I promise you I won't call you and annoy you on this number. (laughs) I love you. Bye. Abby, I just need you to know, absolutely yes to the first voicemail, absolutely not to the second. But listen, I just think that's hysterical. I just could tell you were driving around. Maybe you just hit like a Chick-fil-A drive-thru and maybe you're drinking. I feel like you're on the sauce right now. And you're like, you know what? I wasn't finished. I got a call back. You hoes are so fucking crazy. Honestly, your Columbus, Georgia started to show a little bit. Now, A to B, P to P, you know, I can say that because I'm from Georgia. But you're getting a little rowdy, a little redneck rowdy on my girl, Michelle. So sometimes we got to tighten it up, Abby. But you know what? Don't ever let anybody filter you. (laughs) I don't even know what to say to her No apologies. No apologies, but also shut the fuck up, you know? Oh no, my I'm going to go back and give it some flavor. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle, or do it like in a, um, an th- accent. Yeah. Let's get somebody who's like got a totally bizarre accent, not bizarre, but like totally different. Okay. We could do that. Let's who in this office is like, you know, unique. We don't have any great accents. Okay. Well, we're going to find somebody. Let's yeah. get like a dialect coach to do like a South African accent. <laughs> You've a- reached the absolutely not podcast. Yeah. That started South African and kind of yeah. merged into British. Sorry. It's okay, mine ebb and flow. Or maybe we'll do like a like a like a cook night. This is the absolutely not podcast. If you're a cunt, leave a voicemail. <laughs> That's it. That's what but I'm gonna have you do if it. Your name's Abby. Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's like when people 
drink. People, you know what's funny? The best to me is absolutely not. People send me every fucking day. I get at least a dozen of them. They think that they're sending my videos or something to their friend and then they send it to me and they're like, <laughs> this bitch is fucking crazier. Oh my God. Has she put on weight? And I always <laughs> respond to them. I'm like, you know, I have. And they're like, oh my God, girl, I'm so embarrassed. And I mean, listen, I fucking done it too. Like been talking shit on somebody and I actually sent it to them. But literally, this shit just makes my day. Y'all, I think this is a perfect place to end the podcast for today. Abby, keep drinking, but don't drive. Y'all, keep living your best life. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad to be getting back to the voicemails because I forgot you hoes are crazy. Honestly, P to P, y'all are crazy. And if you're a parent and you have a young teen, make sure that they're not doing things shady in front of a pizza parlor, plain and simple. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Remember to like, review, click, subscribe, send it to your Aunt Linda. We know she's in rehab. And everybody have a wonderful, blessed day. God is good. Ciao, Bellas. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.